Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 Jesus Girls. I'm Pam Ramey, and so excited that you have joined us today. And boy, do we have an amazing show for you today, where you are going to be encouraged and equipped to live your life filled to the brim with destiny and purpose in your spirit, in your mind, and in your body, because God wants you to thrive in all three areas of your life. At the end of today's show, we're going to make a powerful declaration over our lives as we always do. And I'm going to share a super easy and fun fitness tip that you can do using a couple of cans of equal size from your pantry. And it's a lot of fun. And we're going to use these cans to shape and contour our arms a little bit. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I I'm really excited about introducing our very, very special guest to you today. She is a dear friend. She is a true Jesus girl and has been such an inspiration to me. And can't wait for you to get to know her. She is the mom of two grown children, Jordan and Andrew. And her grandson, she goes, she is Ami to her precious grandson, Declan. And it is my joy and honor to introduce you to Kelly Young. How you doing, girl? I'm doing great. It is so good to have you here today. She's also a mortgage lender. And let me just tell you, she's a busy, busy, busy girl. But what we're going to be talking about today with Kelly is being a single mom. And Kelly... How many years have you been a single mom? Uh, let's see. 20 years. That's so, so this is a topic that you are very, yes. very familiar with. Well, let me ask you this, Kelly, as a single mom raising your children, what was your number one priority? My number one priority was raising them in the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. one thing that was so um profound to me is when the Lord, when I began to pray about it, I, I was in a new territory. I'd lost my husband. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't something that was a choice. Right. He got sick. Um, so I said, Lord, I could stand before you on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I don't want to stand before you not raising my children to know who you are. Um, because that had always been so uh, instrumental in my life. Mm-hmm. My, I come from a very strong heritage of mm-hmm. God in my family. So um, in the dark moments, that's what brought me back was my foundation for my family and the heritage that had been left. Wow, that, that, that is very powerful. Kelly, I, you know, what about that label, single mom? You know, I, how do you feel about people labeling you as a single mom? Well, Pam, I think a lot of it has to do with, as a church... And when I say church, I'm not speaking of the building. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the church. We we are the church, the body. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and and they don't re- they have good intentions, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but 
when you when I get introduced, it's always this is Kelly. She's a single mom, and it's oh, like mm. so. I'm always reminded of my circumstances, boy, and, that, and so that's a label. Yes, it sure is. Yes, so it is. Um, you know, and I think I think some people do it too to go. She's a single mom, and whether it be unconsciously or what, it's mm-hmm. it's always something like, um, and if you know anybody else that's single, she's single. And so it's it's like this is a constant reminder of mm-hmm. you're you're calling my identity according to my circumstances and not what God has called me to. I love how you just explained that, Kelly. So can you give us a comparison as opposed to being called a single mom? How would how does God see you right. as opposed to, I mean, just being labeled as a single mom, which I loved how you said just remind you of your circumstance. That's a message to me. Mm-hmm. That is a message to me and how careful we need to be with whatever label, even if we think it's a healthy label right. or you know what I mean? Right. So um, how does God see you? You know, that's been a that's been a journey in itself and mm-hmm. probably another show. <laughs> but um coming in your identity to who God sees us as. Mm-hmm. That is because I carried, you know, my journey of of coming into my identity. I've always loved the Lord, mm-hmm. but until God called me here back to Georgia and abiding church, I didn't really understand that. And so I had carried the single mom label all of these years very interesting and and so when the lord started really showing me this Mm -hmm. is who i see you as yeah you are greater you're my beloved you're my daughter um you know early on in my walk when i became a single mom the one thing the lord gave me one night was um i was at my lowest Mm -hmm. and and i was so my world had been shattered and I have to say there was some depression that tried to come on and Mm -hmm. I'd never dealt with it. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord gave me the scripture. I'll be the husband to the husbandless and the father to the fatherless. So beautiful. A husband provides, he protects, he takes care of a father provides, loves, takes care of. Mm -hmm. And, and so that became my favorite scripture. Um, that's so, that's so good. So I had to, and and it's been a journey Mm -hmm. to learn. Or if you're my husband, yeah. um, okay, what am I supposed to look mm-hmm. like to you? And and so that was that was such a journey for me. And um, it, you know, I remind myself every day, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. your beloved. Boy, Kelly, that is so good. That is such a good word. And I think somebody really needs to hear that today. That we are not the labels that the world puts on us. We are. Our identity is found in Jesus, and he thinks we're beautiful. Just like you said, he is our husband. Mm -hmm. He's the best friend we can ever have. He's the best husband we could ever have. He's the best boyfriend we could ever have. He he does not see us through the same lens that we see ourselves through sometimes, right? Right. right. That's true. And it's, um, you know... Pam, my story goes back uh, when I became a single mom. I was so afraid because um, my mother committed suicide when I was three and a half years old. Hmm. And so um, here I was, a single mom. I understood a single dad. <laughs> I didn't understand a single mom. That must have been so 
just so challenging, Kelly, Mm -hmm. to walk through that. Yes, it was. My goodness. So what was like some of what were some of the hardest parts of the journey? Not having had that that mom to pattern being a mom in front of you uh, as you grew up. What were some you know aspects of your journey that were just really a challenge for you to overcome? And how did you find breakthrough in those moments? Well, I will tell you that um, the hardest part of my journey is that um, really as adult children. Interesting. Mm -hmm. As adult children, you know, my daughter is now 26. My son is 23. And um, so that has been more challenging than ever. Here's why. You know, when they're children, you give them boundaries. Mm -hmm. You give them consequences if they break those rules, right? Right. Right. Um, When they can still put them in timeout. Yes, you can still... (laughs) Or spare the rod, spare the. Oh, that's the right. Child. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so um, that's the easy part. Mm-hmm. But the hardest part um, of this journey has been um, as they've grown to become adults, and you have to trust what you instilled in them. Yes, you do. That it will c- become life. And you know, I was told I, I was not going to be able to have children. And um, one night in in service, it was actually, I found out on that Friday, my dad was the only one that knew. And on that Sunday, I was in church and we were standing in the altar and the pastor said, I don't normally do this because he was always cautious about everybody just laying hands on everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, but the Lord just said, someone has a word. And I was actually standing next to my aunt and on the other side was my cousin, her daughter. And this gentleman walked over to me. We've known him all my life, but I didn't know him, know him. I knew mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. And um, he walked over and he said, the enemy has tried to stop you from having children. But the Lord says tonight he is going to heal you and you Ooh. are going to carry nations. And, wow. and, and he said, I have placed a ring. He said, the Lord says to tell you, I have placed a ring on this child's finger and they will Mm. do great things in the kingdom. Mm. So as they become adults, you pray this over them, you 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 do do. all that. And and then of course I got pregnant with my son three years later, Mm -hmm. this same man, and we went to a fairly large church Mm -hmm. and and the same man is walking out of the doors. I'm walking in, he was coming out of the nine o'clock service. I was coming into the 11 o'clock and I I just found out I was pregnant with my son. And he said, the Lord says to tell you, this is, um, this is the covenant of his promise of the first child. Wow. And that's so powerful. Yes. And so before I found out I was pregnant with Andrew, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to have a son and you're to name him Andrew. And I didn't understand why Andrew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, the Lord took me to to study about Andrew. And the Bible says that Andrew was one of the least talked about disciples in the Bible, but yet he led more people to Christ than any other disciple. Um, (laughs) And so as they grow, and they become adults. You've prayed yeah. these things. You've called these things yeah. forth. This is what yeah. you've said. Um, but then comes the hard part when you can't put them in time out for their choices. That's exactly <laughs> right. And I love what you just said, Kelly, that you were given those words when your children were in the womb. And yet you did not let those words grow dormant, did you? No. So how, how did that look? How do you declare something? How did you declare that over your children? You hung on to that word and you owned it for yourself because that was a promise from God for you. Yes. And I actually never kept that for my children. 
mm. from the time they were they were little when they were born. I would mm-hmm. pray over them and I would I would declare that vision and that word that was given over Love them. That. And even as they become little, you know, little humans and they're growing up, mm-hmm. I mean, they would even tell you. You know, they would repeat. I love so that. So I had them repeating it. Now, again, as they became adults, mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, I remind them, mm-hmm. you know, when things get dark, when things get um, really heavy. Um, and the Lord has just brought this back to me, Pam. Mm-hmm. He said, don't forget what I said. Whew. So I have really had to dig into that and say, you know, I, I am now in, in a season with my own daughter right mm-hmm. now that um, she is trying to figure out who God is for her, mm-hmm. um, not what I've taught her. My son has gone through the same thing. They mm-hmm. both are believers. They love the Lord. Uh-huh. Um, and God's teaching me that this may not look like what you think it should look like, but I need you to hand the pen back over to me because I'm the author of their story. <laughs> and and That's so, a good visual, Kelly. As a mom, yes. that is very hard because yes, it is. you want your children to live better than you. You want your children to do better than you. Yes, you do. You don't want your children to make the mistakes you made. You want everything to be greater than you had ever lived or experienced in your life. And so just recently, um, you know, I, I was talking to a friend and he said to me, he said, I, I have this vision in my head that I'm going to see you and Jordan standing, giving your testimony. Mm. And it just, it, I was like, and what a testimony yeah. it is. And, yeah. I, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad he feels that because I'm not getting it right now. Mm-hmm. And, but God also brought that back to me. This is what I have said. Yeah. This will be accomplished on this earth. And so Pam, just last week, the Lord gave me this scripture from Jeremiah 31, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so powerful, and I've never really had the Lord give me such a black and white word. I mean, he said, go to Jeremiah 31. And it says, thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentations and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your mm-hmm. eyes from tears. For your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. And that was so powerful to me. That is so powerful to me because he was saying, and after I read that and I began to to read into that, to study into that and and to cross-reference all of that, you know, the Lord spoke to me again and said, weeping only lasts for a night, but joy comes, <laughs> comes in, the in the morning because he is the one who gives us beauty for ashes. And yes. the other thing that really, um, that scripture just really affected me as a mom of adult children as well, is that God's word is irrevocable. Yes. He does not yes. go back on his promises and the promise that he gave you over your children, mm-hmm. Kelly, all of those years ago, yes, there may be some twists and turns in the journey mm-hmm. and it may, it doesn't look for me. It doesn't look anything right. like I thought it would look, but I hold on to those promises. Like yes. you just hold on because God doesn't change his mind. Yes. He doesn't go back on his promises and his word is irrevocable. And what, I, and I love how you just declared that pro, those promises over 
Jordan and Andrew their whole entire lives and and taught them to declare those promises over themselves. Yes. Whether they're de- they're declaring them right now or not, mm-hmm. they've been de- they've declared those words over themselves. You know, it's funny Pam because my son is actually a writer. He writes songs and he oh. he had recorded one he didn't know I heard and mm-hmm. um in it, it's not the music that I would want him, but God has declared him as a worshiper, and he's gonna he's gonna be in music worship in the Lord, and and that's, I, I cannot wait to see that. But in that song, he actually said, "My mother has always said," and he actually quoted in that song, "Oh my goodness, what I had declared over his life, oh the calling over his life." <laughs> And, and I was so like, powerful. you know, it just brought joy because I well, I was like, he did hear me. Moms, do you hear that? (laughs) Our kids do hear us. Even if they act like they don't, the words that you speak over your children are so powerful because life and death is in the power of our tongue. So I love so much what you're sharing with our Jesus Girls, Kelly, that you were given a word, you declared that word, your children we're taught to declare that word, and now your son has put it into a song. Yes. That's pretty powerful. Yes. That's pretty is. full circle. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, as you're looking back, Kelly, in raising your children, are there, is, you know, what is one thing that you might do differently as a single mom? You know, Pam, I would have taught my children um, first of all, I parented out of lack. Mm-hmm. I parented, and what I mean by that is I parented from the lack of a mother. Yeah. So I wanted to give them what I'd never had. Mm-hmm. And so in that process, I also parented them from a f- survival state of mind instead of a thriving state of mind. I can understand that. Yeah. Yes. And so um, our family, by nature, we love hard. When it mm-hmm. comes to our children, I, we can will, att- I can attest to that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We will <laughs> drop everything. Our kids can call us in the middle. We're, we're there for our children. And, and so um, I would have done that differently. I would have, I have, I would have recognized. Um, I always say this, man, I wish abiding church had been birthed when I was raising my children because I would have taught them about identity. I, would have I can them. say the exact same <laughs> yes. thing. I wish I had had a body church. But here's what I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Here's the beauty of that is because what my children have known me as mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. my son has looked at me and said, mom, you're just not the same anymore. How cool is that? And, and that's all I wanted. That's Jesus. Is when God comes in and he can change your responses, mm-hmm. he can change your countenance, he can make you a new creation that only yeah. your, not even your children recognize. He changes you. our character. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, that that's pretty, that's a really great answer. And of course, it makes me want to ask, is, as you look back, Kelly, what is one thing that you might do differently as a single mom for yourself? You know, when I look back on it, you know, Pam, when it came to my children, I did not date. Mm -hmm. I did not date. I was not going to have men in and out of my life Mm -hmm. um, to hurt my children, to get emotionally attached, and then it not work out. So I was just not one of those people. I was not going to do that. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that's everyone's story, but that's my story. Right. Um, I would have, I think I would have learned 
to take more time for myself. So I wanted to I wanted to throw that in there about why I chose not to date. When I say I would have taken more time for myself, I would not have changed that decision. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't have um, because of the fact that now I'm in a season. God has said I'm going to give you a husband. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I didn't ask for one of those. I'm good. <laughs> you're my husband. Uh, yeah, God, you've been, you're my you've hus- been the best you've husband ever. You've been the ever. best husband. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got the best. Nobody can tell me their husband's the best when mine is. But um, it's been a journey of where he has taught me how I became dependent on myself. Oh, very interesting. And not yes. learning to be dependent on God. Oh, that's good. I've tried Kelly. to defend myself mm-hmm. and not allowing him to be my defender. That's good, um, Kelly. So, you know, if I would have done one thing differently for myself, I would have, I would have taken more time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's okay for people to understand that as moms, we need to take a step back sometimes. That is so true. Because when you're yeah. in. When you're in, you know, what's the old saying? When you're in the forest, you can't yeah. see the trees for the forest. Yeah. Um, but when you take that time to to have some self-care and self-love for mm-hmm. yourself, you become healthier for yourself and for your children yeah. and for anyone that's that's around. So with that being said, I would have had a community. Mm. Um, I did not have a community because of the shame or the guilt. My age, I was always around people who were married that would mm-hmm. say, hey, go out with us. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. I mean, I yeah. felt weird. It's like, yeah. why do I want to be reminded, reminded I don't have a husband, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was the single thing. You're a single mom, you know, yeah. if, if there were other people. And it was just like, and I think, Pam, for me, it was, you know, when that was said, uh, introdu- introductions as a single mom, I can remember at times my kids being in the back and they're laughing and cutting up. And, and I was, I would always almost be resentful towards that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I can remember going in one night and going, God, I I know that I'm more than that. They they call me that and they want to tell me how strong I am, but they don't go behind these doors when I'm laid before you and I'm Mm -hmm. crying. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to figure this out. And um, I do want to say this, Pam, that when you are in those circumstances, loneliness, um, when you're when you're carrying the finances, when you're carrying everything for your children, your decisions, your the discipline, women are not we are not designed like that biblically. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Um, there, God said it's not good for man to be alone, mm-hmm. and um, so this journey for me in the last eight years has really been God teaching me how to be a wife, mm. how to be a wife. Mm. And, um, I will never regret not just reaching, not just settling Mm -hmm. because people have put it in my mind so much and said, well, you're a single mom. You need a husband. You need a husband. You need to do this. And then I would just get, I'm just going to tell you it's not right, but I would get rebellious and go, oh, you think I can't do this alone? Let me show you what I can do. (laughs) So it shoved me to do that. And I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm just saying that's what it did. Mm -hmm. Instead of being encouraged, you know what? God's going to bring you that that helpmate. Yeah, God is going to bring you that man that that He has for you that you can do great things for yes. His kingdom. And so here I am at fifty one years old. I'm now learning that. That that is so powerful. So, it, <sighs> there, there, there are so many nuggets in there. I, I think would it be possible, Kelly, for you to just speak into? Some of our Jesus girls, and even if we have any men who are single dads, 
just some words of encouragement that you could that you could just share from because you have such a wealth of experience and um, maybe just I feel like somebody needs to just have a word from you right now about um, that they're going to get through they're going to get to the other side yes. they're going to get through this and and you know and I also really relate to what you said about the 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 toughest part of parenting is with adult children because yes. we never stop being moms we know ne- you know we we never stop being moms our hearts our heartstrings are so tied to their heartstrings yes. and and that's just the way it is yes. <laughs> you know i mean not um my oldest son is six foot five and I like, I look up at him and go, I'm always going, you're always going to be my little baby, you know, (laughs) with both of my sons. So, but could you just speak a a word of encouragement, Kelly, to our single parents? Yes. Um, you know, I tell this to a lot that come to me and they know my circumstances and they will come to me. And I, you know, I would just say, Pam, that, you know, in Psalms, it talks about resting in the Lord. Yeah. And, and when the Lord gave me that, um, even in this last couple of, um, weeks, he said, I want you to rest in the battle. Oh, that's good. And, and so, you know, we think when we hear the word rest, I was going to say, what does that look like? Yes. What does that look like? And so when I begin to dig into that in Psalms, when it talks about resting in the Lord, I began to to research it and study in the context. I've got a date Bible, and and I was reading it, and here's what was so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Because when we hear the word rest, we think we're supposed to lay down, but actually in in the Hebrew, it means be quiet and expect an answer from God. Oh, that is good. And so, in these in this season, God will remind me, rest. I need you to rest in me. I fight your battles. I've gone before you. Ooh, when you have lack, for some, yes. yes. When you are in the season of lack and mm-hmm. you begin to get lonely because you feel like you can't do it anymore, yeah. he's saying, "Just rest in me. Mm. Rest in me. Just you know." Th- there have been moments that I have literally just—I'm a visual person, right? Mm-hmm. I have closed my eyes and just envisioned laying in his arms yeah. and him just giving me comfort. Um, I would tell anyone, get in the word. That is your, that is your safe place. That is where that everybody says a book doesn't come with, with parenting or even being a single parent. And I'm like, yes, there is the word of God, the word of God, the word of God will touch on everything. And you know, you even, you even look into, um, where, uh, was it Hagar that had the the baby and, yes, and, and yes. she named him um, the God that sees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the God that sees he is the God that sees he sees everything Amazing. that's going on yeah. he is the God that loves us so much, so much that he cares about everything that's why he said in his word acknowledge me in all things mm-hmm. take those petitions to the Lord yeah and and you know I I there's so many times because I I get I just get so caught up in going, God, you know I need it before I even ask. But yet your word says you have not because you ask not. And and here's what I'm going to tell you, Pam, and I'll tell anyone. Make sure that your prayers come from a place of wanting to, to know who he is. That's so good, um, Kelly. Because when yeah. he says, pray according, thy kingdom be done. Yeah. Thy, thy will be done as mm-hmm. it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And and so I always take that back and tell people, you know, be careful that we don't pray uh, a prayer 
that uh, sends us to that place of where we're we're begging God for something, and He says, "I'll give you the desires of your heart," and I take it back to. Um, my mind is so drawn a blank right now. It it goes back to um, Hezekiah. Yeah, when Hezekiah was praying that the death angel would leave him. Yes, and and he kept petitioning, but no, no, I need a son. I don't have a. I don't yes. have yes. anyone to leave this kingdom to. Mm-hmm. And and the death angel comes back and says, "Okay, God's going to give you the desires of your heart." Yeah. But the Bible tells us that that son destroyed that kingdom. He brought in perversion. He brought in paganism. It was eight generations it Mm -hmm. took to restore that kingdom back to the ways of God. And so what happens is we get caught up in our own desires that we fail to understand that we want to pray the heart of the father. So I would encourage anyone, especially when it comes to your children, pray the heart of the father. I I say, you know, our pastor taught us this Holy Spirit, teach me, Holy Spirit, teach Teach me. me. And so now as I'm, I've, I've, I'm coming through this thing and I'm, I'm rising up, Mm -hmm. I'll wake up. And now I've said, Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray over my children. That's a good word. That's a good word, Kelly. Thank you. Jesus, girls, the Holy Spirit is a person. Yes. And he wants to have an intimate relationship with you. And when you ask him to teach you, he will teach you. He will teach you. That was a great word, Kelly. And I think it would be a wonderful time to make a declaration over our moms, uh, especially our single moms, Mm -hmm. our single dads. And so, Kelly, how about if you... Uh, read the declaration and then um, Jesus girls, we're going to repeat after Kelly. And I want you to repeat this with power, uh, with intention that you are sending these words forth as seeds that will ultimately produce a harvest of exactly what you are declaring over yourself right now. Yes. I declare that as a mom, my identity is in Jesus. I declare that as a mom, my identity is in Jesus. I am not a label of my circumstances. I am not a label of my circumstances. I declare I stand and rest in the battle, even on the weary days. Mm, I declare I stand and rest in the battle, even on the weary days. And I declare my works will be rewarded as a parent. I declare my works will be rewarded as a parent. And I declare my children will walk in the fullness of God. Mm, And I declare my children will walk in the fullness of God. That is powerful. Amen. Thank you so much for that declaration. And Jesus, girls, I hope you were saying that declaration out loud over yourself. And before we head out today, I promise to share a quick little fitness tip that you can do with two soup cans or any cans that you might have in your pantry of similar weight. You want them to be of similar weight. So grab your soup cans and this is a perfect time to do this exercise, Kelly. Mm -hmm. I mean, this might be something you want to do when you get home today is while you're just wait, we wait around in the kitchen for a lot of stuff, don't we? We do do. rather to defrost something or wait for water to boil on the stove or whatever it is. So there's a lot of things we can do in the kitchen Mm -hmm. just while we're waiting around for stuff. And here's one of them. You're going to put a soup can in each 
hands, you're going to put your arms down by your sides, and you're going to do an arm curl. An arm curl. It's sometimes known as a biceps curl. So you <laughs> curl one arm up, the next arm up. Don't go, you're not. You don't have to be speeding at this, but it's just like. Curl one one thousand, curl one one thousand. You kind of take your time, let those muscles kick in. Then maybe do about twelve of those. Water still hasn't boiled on the stove. Take those cans, put them on your shoulders, and then press them up over your head. See if you can get twelve overhead presses. You're going to be strengthening the front of your arms. You're going to be contouring and shaping your shoulders when you work your arms with those soup cans. And hey whatever. And you know what? If you don't have soup cans, you may have bottles of water. So (laughs) anything like that is perfectly great. And every time I think that we're going to kind of bring this show to a close right now. Um, First of all, Kelly, how awesome it has been having you here. Thank you for having me. Invaluable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your powerful words and your wisdom and sharing your story with us. And Jesus Girls, every time we get together, we're learning new ways to find our roar. That that overcomer that is living on the inside of us, that voice that Jesus has given to us. And, and today we have learned the importance of a lot of things, of not putting labels on people. People, right yeah. of and of resting in the battle yes. we've we have learned so many things from you kelly and um we're going to apply those to our lives if you have a special prayer request we want to pray for you so send us your prayer request at prayer at jesus that's prayer at jesusgirlroar.com. And our promise is that you will be covered in prayer. And we're going to write you back with some encouraging words because we want you to, we so want you to be encouraged just as Kelly has encouraged us today. Please like us and subscribe at jesusgirlroar.com and share this with your friends. If you know somebody who, who needs to be encouraged today, share this broadcast with them. We love you. Jesus is crazy about you and can't wait to be with you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. Roar.